0: Mike touches nothing from this point on. He gets out into church and he comes and sits up here on the front row with me. Uh, God's good. Amen. Amen. So I- I'm just thankful for this new year. But like I say, a lot of people are going through trials. Really, that's the truth. A lot of people going through some stuff, some hard times. Uh, I forgot to make this announcement, guys, that this year we have planned a spring break trip for some of our youth. We know that everyone can't go on this trip but we decided to honor our seniors some of our youth that's been with us for four or five years that have been serving God we have talked with brother Doug at Parkview Baptist Church we have realized that there's a need for bonding in our teenagers so this year we're taking our teenagers on a skiing trip uh, this year for uh spring break it's going to be a four day skiing trip uh there is a cost now don't fall down there is a cost. You can't do any of this stuff free, Mom and Dad. So, and, and it ought, you ought to pay me a little more if I'm going to take your kids for four days during spring break. Uh, but it's uh, $350. That includes round trip, church vans, gas, three nights of lodging, three meals a day, one day of ski rentals, one day of tube rentals, zip line, UFO museum, three meals per day. Uh, the first deposit is due. Uh, February the 3rd of $150, that's a non-refundable deposit because when you give us the deposits, we book all the rooms in advance. And we are holding about 15 rooms already. Uh, February the 28th, the rest of the $200 will be uh, due. Uh, so you'll, you do not place your deposit in the offering. You will see Vicki or Miss Lita so that they can keep a running tally and hold that money for the trip. Who can go on this trip? Youth, 12 and up, 12 and up, 12 to, all the way to, to adults. Uh, their parents can go. So if their parents want to go, they'll get their own hotel room, pay for their own stuff. You can take the little ones, but you're responsible for your own little ones, and youth leaders will be going. Uh, so if you're thinking about going, we're going to have these flyers up. Tonight, your kids are going to be coming home with these packets and uh, permission slips. If you think you can do that, we want to make sure that you do it. I think it's going to be an incredible time. We know that we can't take all the youth, but we're going to try to take some and bring them up. And then maybe next year we'll be able to take more and more and more. We're just learning. Amen. So it's a good opportunity. I'm excited about it. So be praying about this ski trip and joining our our weird teens and our young life on there. Amen. Open your Bibles to 2 Corinthians 4. Got my Bible? Say that with me. Got my Bible? Got my Bible? All right, don't let me down this year. Does anybody know what it means to be steadfast? Steadfast, anybody know what that means? What does it mean? Immovable, non-movable, staying there. Anybody else steadfast? I can't hear you, brother. Fixed? Somebody somebody up above him speak. Consistent? Persistent? Non-movable? Holding on? How many of you come to the edge of the rope or the edge the, uh, edge of the road, Remember that joke I told a couple weeks ago about the preacher on the horse? Anybody remember that? Uh, and so you come to the edge of, edge of the cliff to, and, and you've got to learn to hold on. Uh, steadfast. How many know we serve a Lord that's steadfast and honest and true? Thank God we serve a Lord that's steadfast, honest, and true. But we're going through some stuff. If you're not going through some stuff tonight, I promise you, you will. That's why you need to set up and listen, especially for our younger adults. Man, if you just got saved and you got born again and you've gotten yourself back in church, you got a big bullseye on your back. It's, and the devil's going to do everything he can to try to get you back out of church, get you away from these holy rollers we like to call ourselves, Bible thumpers, whatever you want to call us, radicals. I've even been called a cult. I've been called all kinds of things. But all I am, folks, is a follower of my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I love Him with all my heart, and I made my mind up to serve Him, and I'm going to serve Him until He calls me home. Because I'm just trespassing anyway. Young people, listen to me. You're going to have to develop a steadfast attitude, a steadfast mindset a mindset that nothing's going to shake you, nothing's going to move you, nothing's going to cause you to quit, nothing's going to push you away, I'm going to promise you right now, there's some Christians in this house who have been through some stuff, and because their relationship with their Lord and Savior, they can praise Him tonight that they're in the house of God, and that they're sober, and that they're not in the insane asylum, and that they're not in prison. You know, I was thinking about it. This is my favorite scripture when I'm going through something. When I'm going through something, I I read this scripture over and over again. It becomes like muscle memory to me. It it becomes. I I think we have it in our house in four or five different locations in my house, in the bathroom. I think it's in the bathroom. I think it's in the bedroom. I know for sure it's in the living room. It may be even in one of the boys' rooms. But this scripture has become so real to me because as a young Christian man, I didn't realize that I had an enemy. I didn't realize that since I got saved, all hell was going to break loose in my life. I didn't realize that, that people were going to come against me for who I am and who I love. But the Bible says, don't fret that because they hated me first. Jesus said, don't worry about that. They hated me first. You know, if you're going to do something, Ricky, for the Lord, you've got to have a steadfast attitude, mindset. You played that bass, man, you played it so well. At Faith Fest, you probably had five or six people said, man, you're not a very good baser. You had whispers coming up to you. What are you doing up there? Who do you think you are? You think you're ZZ Top with that beard and stuff? You probably had all kinds of people come up and say to And you probably even had the whispers in your ears from the enemy saying, I don't even know why I'm up here. You ain't good enough. That's when you got to develop that mindset. Everybody pay attention. I'm talking to Ricky, but I'm really talking to you. Everybody has to get that mindset. Okay, I'm going to get my life together, and I'm not going to let anything move me, shake me, or keep me away from my Christ tonight. I'm going to get my life together. You're going to have to get your life together. Thank God we serve a Lord that loves us and gives us grace and mercy. And this is a new day. This scripture here has become burned in my heart, in my mind. And I, and I believe it. And I believe when you read it with me tonight, you're going to understand. You're going to put yourself in this, in this automobile per se. And you're going to say, you know what, Brother Mark, I feel like this sometimes. I love this scripture. I want you to read it with me. We are pressed on every side by troubles but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never, ever, ever, ever are we abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we do not get destroyed. How many feel like that sometimes? Do I need to read it a little slower so y'all can catch up with me? How many feel like that sometimes? Tammy, you feel like that sometimes? You get knocked down. Get pressed on every side. This person wants you. That person wants you. People are talking about you. Your classmates, your best friends, your buddies, they're all coming against you. One day you're popular and the other day you're not so popular. You know the same people that hollered, Hosanna, King of Kings, Lord of Lords. They were shouting, here comes the king. We're the ones shouting, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. And the Lord said in this scripture that we should burn in our, in our heart that we are pressed on every side by troubles, amen? But we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but we are not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. A lot of times in my life, maybe you can feel like this tonight. You get discouraged when you don't see God moving right away. When you don't get an answer from the Lord right away, right now, what's happening, Lord? You don't see me? You don't see what I'm going through, Lord? You don't see these people coming against me, Lord? You don't see my marriage is in trouble, Lord? You don't see that my relationships with my kids are falling apart, Lord? And we get despaired. We get pressed. And we, and we think that the Lord abandons us. And, and oftentimes we get discouraged because we don't see God moving in a way that we expect it. We want to see God move in a great big way, don't we, Carl? We want to see him let us win the $5 million lottery tonight. But I'm just thankful for my job, the little thing. I'm just thankful that I might get a phone call and somebody might need to buy a car. I'm just thankful in the little things that God allowed me to come to work, open my eyes. A lot of times we want to expect God to move in the... God, if I just won that $500 million Powerball tonight, I think I'm going to preach till about 1030 because y'all didn't even know what was happening. But I know when I say amen, y'all going to run over to the Valero and stand in line and say, quick pick, please. Quick pick. A lot of times we want to see God move like that. We want him to move big. We want an answer right now. But God don't always give us the big answers. But I promise you, he's in the little. Somebody ought to hear me tonight. He's in the little small steps. I talked to a guy today. I said, hey, how's it going in your relationship? Is it working? Are things coming back together? What do you need me to do? He said, well, things are getting better. Uh, You know, but this, 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 this. But I said, brother, quit but and just take that little blessing, a little small nugget, a little small golden nugget that God gives us sometimes that keeps us going. How many know what I'm talking about tonight? Just that little small blessing. I remember when Dalton was born, he was over a month early and I was just, man, just a happy father. Couldn't wait to hold my baby. I was in there and and, uh, Mary was doing her thing. (laughs) And I was getting all sickly. (laughs) But I knew that in just a minute that, that my son was going to be born and I was going to be able to hold him and that I was going to be able to kiss him and I was going to be able to hold him and put his little feet on my little uh, gown that they give me to wear in there. Y'all thought I had a funny hat for a reason, but I had one of them a long time ago when the babies were born and put their little feet on the little thing. But when Dalton was born, he wasn't breathing. He wasn't breathing. All of a sudden, they're slapping on him, and they're hitting on him, and and, and he is blue. I'm telling you, he is blue. And and, and I'm like like woozy from watching what happened, and then I'm like, well, now I'm really freaking out because my son, who I've been waiting on nine months, is now not breathing. And they rushed him out of the room. I promise you, folks, I prayed like I never prayed before, and I wasn't even close to God like I am today. But I called on him in my times of trouble. I had a wife here. She don't know what's going on. She's freaking out. I'm freaking out. I don't know what's happening. But they said, just give us about 15, 20 minutes. Man, I don't have 15 minutes. I need to know what's going on right now. How many feel like that sometimes? I don't have tomorrow. I need help right now. My phone constantly rings. Brother Martin, I'm about to ready to take my life. Brother Mark, I don't know if I can make it till tomorrow. Listen to me. You are pressed on every side, but you are not despair. You are knocked down, but you ain't knocked out. Come on, somebody. Praise him tonight. I was pacing that room. I was pacing the floor. I was nervous. I didn't know what was happening. I was scared. I was crying. I was praying. And I didn't even have a relationship like I got with God. But how many are so thankful that he heard your prayers when you didn't have a relationship like you got tonight? that you are still married, that you're still alive, that you are sober, that you're so grateful tonight. I didn't even have a relationship like I got tonight. And I was praying and I was crying. I was freaking out. I was trying to console her. They were sowing her. And I was like, "Whoa, I got to get some relief, Lord. Help a brother. I was about to die up in that room. And about 15 minutes later, they came in and they said, okay, his lungs ain't fully developed. But we got him on oxygen and he's breathing. I know he looked a little scary because he was blue, but all babies come out blue. He looked like a smurf. He did. When they put that little t- spocking pad on his head, I went back there and I said, Papa Smurf. I had a smurf. But he was alive and he was well. I wanted it in my time, but in God's time, just a few minutes. Just a, sometimes you think i got to have it right now, but in just a little bit. Sometimes you think you got to have love right now, so you settle. Sometimes you think you got to have an opportunity or a job, but you settle. Sometimes you think you have to have this ministry right now, so you settle. Don't settle in the new year. Hold steadfast. Know that the answers are coming, that God is on the throne, and he hadn't forgot about you tonight. You know, sometimes we go weeks or months and wonder if He hears us or if He's doing anything at all. We spend all of our time waiting for the unbelievable miracle or or, or something to transform right before our eyes. But I know that my Lord and Savior is in the small things. The truth I want to tell you tonight, the truth is this. God is always doing something. How many believe that tonight? Rayford, you believe that tonight, that God is always doing something? God is always doing something. He's not like the devil. The devil can't be in many places at one time. He can't be at Frank's house and at my house at the same time. He can't. He's not allowed to be. He can't be at Harry's and my place at the same time. That's the truth. That's why he has these little dominions and these little, they, they, you know them little minion things? Those are devilish. Don't put none of those on your Facebook. Don't put none of them in your house. That's a word from the devil. Minions. He has these minions that is devilish. If your little kid's all strung out on that, get them out of your house because you got the devil's stuff in your house. I'm just telling you, that's for free. You didn't have to pay for that. That's free. Look it up. See if I'm lying. The devil can only be at one place at one time, so he has his minions all over the place. I got some at Richard and Penny's house trying to ruin your house. You got some minions over here at at their house trying to ruin your house. Got some minions on your job trying to ruin your job. Got some minions over here trying to take that from you right now. Listen to me. God is the only one that can be everywhere at the same time. He knows what Carl's going through. He knows what Joseph's going through. He knows what you're up against. And he cares, and he's always doing something. Ain't that good news in 2016 that God is always doing something? That ought to make you smile. You might not have a reason to smile when you came in here, but God is working it out on your behalf for you, for your best interest. It may not feel like it, but I'm telling you, he's always doing something for you. If God be for you, who can be against you? Hallelujah. Man, I feel almost Pentecostal. The truth is God is always doing something. He's always working all the time in ways that we fail to see. We fail to see God working, Harry, because we're looking for the millions instead of just being thankful that we got food on the table. We're always looking for the next big thing. If you watch some of these musicians that come through, some of these preachers that get started, you'll know who's really real and who's really, really true. Because it takes time to grow things. There's not really no overnight successes. You see some of these guys out there on Music Row who all of a sudden are just famous, and you know what? They've been through nightclub after nightclub in backyards, putting records in front of people. No, 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 no. And finally, after 15 years, they get a yes. But you see people in churches, if they get some no's or some maybes, they leave God. They don't get an answer right now. They walk away from God. They think that God don't care about you. I want to tell you right now, God cares about you. He loves you, and that's good news. And he's always doing something for you. I'm not done with you yet because I'm going to tell you that if you don't believe that, why are you even coming to church? Why are you even here if you don't believe in our Lord and Savior and His healing power, His miracles, and they start in the small things. The same God who walked, I, I thought about this. The same God who walked in the garden with Adam, protected Daniel in the lion's den, transformed Saul into Paul, walks with us daily. Ha-ha! That's good news. The same God that was with Daniel in the lion's den is the same God that was with me this morning when I got in my truck. It's the same God that was with me when I kissed my wife on the lips. He was the same God with me when that guy pulled out in front of me tonight, Joe Biggs, and I almost hit you in the butt. He's the same God He's going to walk in the courthouse with you. The same God's going to go to counseling with you. The same God's going to help you keep on keeping on when you feel like stopping. He's the same God that was in the lion's den. Is the same God we serve today. In the garden with Adam in the Caney Creek Cowboy Church. Come on, somebody praise him tonight. He was in the garden and he's in the church. He's in my house because as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Hey, I'm going to tell you, it's a struggle to keep him there sometimes, but he's there. It's a struggle to keep him in the church, but he's there. It seems like a struggle, but that's how the enemy works. He makes you think that you're pressed, that you ain't working, that what you're trying ain't working. Oh, yeah, well, we've been to church for six months, and and we're still battling. Well, you know what? Victory is when right before you about to quit. Ah! About time you just quit, that's about time breakthrough comes through. Richard Sells, my friend, who went home to be with the Lord, we're going to do his memorial bull ride next month. He told me, he said, Brother Mark, I've been coming, and I've been coming. He was searching for love. He was searching for love. He was searching for love. You know, I said, why don't you just love Jesus, and love will come. He kept saying, man, I kept saying, and he'd go out to the bar, and he'd go here, and he'd go, and he would say, Pastor, I'm not drinking. I'm just shooting pool. I said, Richard, you can't tell me, and, I, and I'm going to tell you, I, uh, me and Richard were best buddies. I said, Richard, you can't tell me you If a girl don't want to go home with you at 2 o'clock at night, you're not going to go home with her. Listen, if you're looking for love, start with Jesus. You know, it got to the point where he was staying away from church for a while. He was staying away. Finally, finally, right before he went home with the Lord, he started coming back. He started getting plugged in. He was bringing a girl that he had met. He really wanted to do the right thing. Y'all remember that? He really wanted to do the right thing. And And I thank God that I wasn't scared to tell him that his breakthrough was happening, but you quit before the breakthrough came through. How would you know you almost got to heaven? How would you like that if you almost made it, Donnie? You almost made it. Somebody put this great story on Facebook yesterday. It was about, I don't know if y'all read it or not, I don't know who shared it, but it was about this cowboy. I think, Jimmy, you, you might have shared it. It was about a cowboy on a horse, and, and he was riding his best horse, and he had his dog with him, and I'll just kind of mind play how I thought it went. And uh, he had his best dog with him, and, and uh, they were riding along. All of a sudden, you realized that best dog has been dead for 10 years. And that horse he was riding, that best horse, it had been dead a long time ago. All of a sudden he realized that he was dead. You know, people die every single day. You need to realize that tonight. You need to realize that story is such a good story. And he talks about going up to these pearly gates and these, these fancy gates and and, and 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 there's a guy there and he's like, Hey partner, can me and my can I come in and have a drink of water? And the guy's like, Yeah, come on in and have a drink of water. And it says H up on the H up on the gate. It says, H up. I'm going to give you this for free because it's coming to me right now. Has H up on the gate. And he, he says, Can I come in and have a drink of water? And the guy says, Yeah, you can come in and have a drink of water. So he goes to step off of his horse. He says, What about my horse and my dog? And the guy's like, Oh, no, there's no pets allowed in here. There's no pets allowed in here. Well, the old cowboy gets back up on his horse, says, Thank you, partner. And he just keeps on riding. He gets down the road and he gets down the road and he gets down the road. And there's another big place, it's got an H on it, and there's a guy there. And he says, hey, partner, you got anything to drink? He says, oh, man, we got cool water in here. He says, well, can I come in and can my partners come with me? Can my animals come with me? Jimmy, am I telling it kind of right? Can my partners, can my animals come with me? And the guy says, sure, come on in. And so they go in, they pump this well, and they get fresh, clean water, and they drink all they want. Goes back up to the guy and said, hey, what's the name of this ranch? What's the name of this place? He said, it's heaven. He said, well, the other place looked like heaven. The other guy said it was heaven. He said, oh, that guy's a liar. He said, would you go to a place where your best friends couldn't go? He said, don't you get mad? He said, don't you get mad? I'll read the story one of these days, correct. He said, don't you get mad because they're impostering? They're, they're faking? Guy says, no, because that just weeds out the bad ones. You know, thinking about that story and how it relates to this, And how it relates to you. And sometimes the world makes Satan look so good. Nightclubs. Friends going here, partying. He makes Satan, Satan makes himself, he masquerades as an angel of light. The story kind of blends because this place looked like heaven, but it wasn't a real heaven. Sometimes you think that these worldly possessions that you'll get will make you steadfast. But let me promise you, these worldly possessions that you get won't last very long. You know, I hope I didn't lose you with that, but the truth is God is always doing something. The same God that walked in the garden with Adam, protected Daniel, walked into lion's den, changed Paul's life. No matter where our days make us, take us, God is always faithful. He's always fighting for us. So how do we remain steadfast? I want to teach you that right quick. How do we remain steadfast? So we learn that our Lord and Savior is steadfast. The same Lord that was with Adam is the same Lord that's with us. The same Lord that was with Daniel in the lion's den was steadfast, still with us today. The Bible is clear that God has placed in our hearts, in the hearts of every believer, an eager anticipation for our heavenly home. We need to stay steadfast. Ready for that home. We need to stay ready to receive that 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 prize that 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 when we die, when we pass on, that our best horse is there, our best dog is there, and that our best friends are there, our family, our loved ones there. God wants you to long for that day and 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 to use the longing as a motivation to finish well in our short time on earth. How do we remain steadfast? We long for heaven. We put our eyes on heaven. We fix our eyes on Christ. How do we remain steadfast and not concentrate on what's happening around us? We focus on heaven because this is not our home. Do you grasp that? You that's paying big money for big places? That's not your place, that's rental property. All the American dream, let me buy some acreage, let me buy a house. Not the American dream, the dream of you and me should be heaven. How do we remain steadfast? Fix our eyes on heaven. That this is not the end for those who believe in Christ. How many believe that tonight? That if I'll fix my eyes on heaven, I don't have to worry about all the chaos that's going around. Did you see that on the news? That North Korea has got a bomb. And it's going to come over here. And I think it's nitrogen peroxide. I don't know if we have cuts or something they want to get us. I got home last night from Junction, Texas. I was watching the news. They said North Korea has a bomb. It's got hydrogen peroxide. I don't know what it's got in it. It was all over the news. It was breaking news. I said, oh, my Lord. I can't go to work tomorrow. Oh, my Lord, I can't do a revival. Oh, my Lord, we can't have a rope in this weekend. North Korea is to shoot us with a missile. I was pacing the floor in the living room. No, I wasn't. No, I wasn't. You shouldn't freak out over little things either. We shouldn't freak out over things. we see. Connie, we shouldn't freak out over what we see on the news. The good news we have is this is not our home. That if we'll fix our eyes on heaven, if we'll fix our eyes on Christ, if they get us with the peroxide bottle, whatever they're trying to shoot at us, sorry, this is the theology you get when you come here. If they get us with a peroxide bottle, whatever they get at us, this is not our home. If you're doing your best, you love Jesus. You die in a car wreck. this is not our home. I do not want you to come cry over me. I want it to be a celebration. I want you to know that Pastor Mark's boots took that first step on those streets ago. I want you to know that they called my name and I went in, that they looked in the land's book of life and said, "Mark, Anthony Grimes, 924,71, 12:15 of 2016. I don't know when I'm going to go. But I don't want you to sit here and cry over me. I don't want my wife to cry over me. I want her to know her husband is is home. He's home. He's finally home. He's finally home. He fought the good fight. He stayed the course. He was steadfast. They tried to run him out of Caney Creek Cowboy Church 30 times, 40 times. It ain't over. They're going to come tomorrow. They're going to come next week. They're going to say things about you. They're going to try to destroy you. They're talking about you right now. They're hating on you. They want your marriage to be split up. They want your relationships to be over. They want to destroy you. Those minions, the devil, he comes to kill, steal, and destroy And that's what he wants to do in 2016. Holly, you let him. Or you don't let him. You don't let him by holding on. Being steadfast. Unmovable. Unshakable. How can I be unmovable and unshakable? Get you around some good Christian people. Read your Bible. Watch Christian progress instead of that junk that's on TV today. Make your mind up that you're not going to put all your money in one basket. You're going to give to God. You're going to trust Him. You're going to follow Him. And you're going to seek Him out in every way of your life. That you're not going to store up anything for this world. That you're going to store up your treasures in heaven. Why do we need a mansion? Because what we find on earth will be binded in heaven. English, easy to understand. That's found in the Bible. I don't know where, but it's in there. God, God wants you to long for that day and to use that longing as a motivation to finish well in your short time. Say short time. Touch somebody say short time. Short time. Short time. Think about that for a minute. As this rain will stop, so will a lot of people's hearts tonight. We're only given a short time. What did you do with that time? What are you doing with that time now? A short time that we are given. When I was 16, I didn't think I'd make it to 30. But God had a different plan. I'm 44. Who knows if I'll see 45? We're given a short time. A short time. A short time. The most some of us are given are 70, 75, 80. 80. If you're lucky, you'll be like Lita's dad hitting 91, 92, but there's just a handful that live to be 100. That's not a very long time. Short time. Short time. Grass that right now, and I'm going to finish this. I love how the Apostle Paul describes these feelings of longing in Philippians 3, 4. He says, I press on towards the goal for the prize for the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. The day you and I as believers come face to face with Jesus in heaven will be a glorious day. There's great hope in what's to come if you know Jesus Christ personally. I can stay steadfast because of what? My personal relationship in Jesus Christ. Because I know what's to come. If they march in right now, a group of them ISIS dudes, I'm not going to deny him. I'm not going to deny him, folks. I'm not going to waver or move. Let me get a hand of all those that would de- deny him tonight. Is there anybody here that would deny him tonight? That's easier said than done until you're on the firing lines or the chopping block. But I made my mind up if they rush in here Marcus if they rush in here I'm still not going to deny they probably not coming tonight they don't come out in the rain but if they did Mark Grimes would not deny my lord and Savior I learned that from reading my Bible, trusting him. He's been a friend. He's showed himself in the small stuff. I've seen the great big stuff my Lord and Savior can do, like bringing my son back to life. I've seen the Lord do miracles, set people free from drugs and alcohol. I've seen revival break out, lives change, families get put back together that were are on the road to hell. So I know what my God can do in a big, big way, but I know that if I'll stay steadfast and not concentrate on what's around me, that one day I will stand in the presence of my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ so I am not going to move the day you and I as believers come face to face with Jesus in heaven that's going to be a glorious day there's great hope in what's to come if you know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior In fact we are to pray for this coming every day And should live as though he's returning tomorrow or any second How many you have seen that movie Left Behind? Are you living as today This moment right now That he would take you You know if you are and you know if you ain't That's something between you and God. Are you living as if he were to come back tonight, we were going to get raptured out of here? Would you believe tonight that you would be raptured out of here? Are you living? Do you have a personal relationship with him? We ought to expect it. If we keep our eyes on heaven and stay steadfast, what does the Bible say? Look up, my help comes from above. So we fix our eyes on heaven doing our work like Jeremiah on the walls, taking care of stuff, but expecting that this may be the day the Lord comes back. Oh, what a glorious day. How many sometimes feel so pressed that they wish this was the day? You don't want to die. You don't want to take your own life. You don't want to hurt anybody. You really don't want to quit. You just wish this was the day that the Lord would come back. I've held the hands of loved ones of mine who's passed away, and I wish I could have gone with them. I felt the pain of some hurt that some people have been through who've lost some loved ones, and I wish that pain would stop. Did you know that heaven's going to be no more tears, no more sorrow, no more handicapped parkings or prescription pills? My knee hurts. It must be the weather, but my knee ain't going to hurt in heaven. But this could be the day. This could be the year. This could be the very second that the Lord comes back. So we should anticipate that. So if all hell's breaking loose, English, listen, if all hell's breaking loose and you're steadfast, you can concentrate on him coming back and not what's happening on the job, not what's happening around you, but you're concentrating on him. And he is good and he's working it out. And so it's important to remember that this life is a temporary stop. Say say that with me, temporary stop. Say it with me, this life, say it with me, this life is a temporary stop. Say it with me, this life is a temporary stop. The Bible says that this life is a vapor that appears for a little time and vanishes away. But while you and I are on earth, God wants us to lean on Him to get through. That's good news, young man. God wants us to lean on him to get through. God wants us to call on him. God wants us to call on him. Michelle, God wants us to call on him. He wants us to lean on him. The Bible says lean on him. In all your ways acknowledge him. And what will he do? What will he do? Lean on Him, acknowledge Him in all His ways. He'll direct your path. If you're leaning on Him, He's going to show you which way to go to get to heaven. He's going to show you. God will never lead you away from heaven. But I know somebody else that'll do everything He can to pull you back to who you were before Christ. Sometimes we all just be ashamed of ourselves. For allowing the enemy to do that to us. Pulling us back to who we were. Six years ago. Six months ago. Six days ago. We ought to be so ashamed of ourselves. That we get down on the floor and cry out to God. God never let me go back from this moment. I only want to go towards heaven. I only want to lean on you. Lean on you. Lean on you. While you're here on earth. God wants you to lean on him. When things get tough, lean on him. The scripture is full of of encouragement for believers to remain steadfast in the face of hard times. And one day when you as a believer in Christ reach heaven, your heavenly dad will look at you and, and he's oh Man. He's gonna say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. When I was growing up, my stepdad, Scott. We had a 82 GMC half-ton pickup. It was black. He put a camper shell on that truck. And we go to New York City, Niagara Falls, Las Vegas. Went out to Florida, Fort Lauderdale. Every year, my stepdad would get a vacation. It was a six-weeks vacation. I don't think they do that anymore. But he would get a six-weeks vacation. He worked for Gold State Paper Company. He'd get a six-weeks vacation, and, and he'd put a mattress in that old truck, Donnie, and he'd put all four of us kids, me and my three sisters, in the back of that truck, and it had a little sliding glass window, and we'd tap on that window. See, we didn't have DVDs or VCRs. Or anything like that. What we had was a cassette player. Anybody remember those cassette players that had the buttons on the front of it? And it wasn't a six disc changer like you got now. It was a one CD at a one a one cassette player at a time. You put your cassette and we would listen to music in the back of that truck. We would fight in the back of that truck. We'd eat little Debbie's in the back of that truck. And and, and dad would keep the window locked. You know why? Because I was curious, George. Dalton gets it honest. You know what they used to call Dalton when we was rodeoing? All my rodeo buddies, they called him Q because he asked more questions than anybody. My buddy Adrian took him on an 18-wheeler ride to Oklahoma one day. He said, I'll never do that again. He got it honest. That's what I did too. Lita, I would knock on the back glass till they got tired of hearing me knock. And when they'd open it, they'd say, what the... You won't. That's the way they talk. And I say, "Are we there yet? Are we there yet?" They made that movie after me. I would knock on that glass. I'd knock on that glass. Most of the time, we knocked because we were fighting. Most of the time, we knocked because we was upset. Most of the time, we had to go to number one or two, so we knocked. But a lot of times, my dad was so stubborn. If he put it in his mind that he was going to Tupelo, Mississippi, we went to Tupelo, Mississippi, and you better. Hold it. He used to make my mama so mad, she'd be up there like this. But we'd knock on that glass, and finally he'd open it up and say, what do you want? And I'd say, are we there yet? And he would shut the glass, say some ugly words, shut the glass. I'd look at my sister, we ain't there yet. It was 24 hours to New York City. We left Elmont, Texas, a little town outside of Waco one night at 7 a.m. The next evening at 7 p.m. we made it to New York City. I'm telling you, that man could drive anywhere. He had a CDL. Y'all know what that is? That's like a truck driver thing. He let it go because he didn't like to pay for it because he didn't drive a truck anymore. But, boy, when he got behind that GMC half-ton pickup, he thought he was a big rig driver and he was on the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again. And we would stop to fill up, eat a sandwich, run in, and we didn't stop at Bucky's. There wasn't no Bucky's. There was Stuckie's. Y'all remember those Stuckie's? Y'all just too old, too young. What? Who remembers Stuckie's? And they had the long little thing. I'm going to make a point, and I'm done. They had the long little sugar stick. Remember, they had the little, we couldn't have any of those. We begged for them. Sugar daddies. Y'all remember sugar daddies? Y'all get that sugar daddy all off of that mattress. It'll be all over your pillows. Y'all don't need no sugar daddy in the back of that truck. Get out there. Everybody don't need a sugar daddy. And, and, man, my sisters, man, they was good thieves. They go in there, and they say, you looking? I'm looking. Ain't nobody looking. they get us five or six of them, and they shove it down in their pocket. Lord, forgive us, for we knew not what we do. We'd take off again. We'd take off again. i knock on the glass. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? And every time they'd shut the door, shut the door. I was thinking about that. One day, when you as a believer in Christ reach heaven, your heavenly Father, your Father in heaven, is going to say, you're here now. You're home now. You're here now. He's going to pull back that window. He's going to pull back that door. He's going to pull back those pearly gates. And you won't have to ask again, are you home? Because you'll be home. I don't believe in reincarnation. I'm not going to come back as a chihuahua or anything. I don't believe in reincarnation. Anybody here believe in reincarnation, keep your hand down. Cuz I don't believe in reincarnation. What I believe and I'll tell you what I believe, so get your earwax, listen. I believe that those who believe in Jesus Christ never die. We just change residence. We leave Conroe and go to the city of God. If we look up, you say, man, heaven's a long way. But on that day when your heavenly father's standing there, he says, you're here, you're at home, you have a wonderful eternal life without pain, full of joy. You suffered down on earth. Well done, my good and faithful servant. So until that day comes, as this rain begins to cease, Push forward this year. Push forward. Push forward, my friends. Push forward. Steadfast. Eyes on the Lord. Push forward. Don't go backwards this year. Look around tonight. Look around tonight. Look around. Look around. Move your head like this. Look at the people around you. Some of those won't make it. Some of them will. What will you do? Will you stay steadfast in your relationship with Christ? wonder if Stormy will be here at the end of this year. wonder if Chris is going to be here at the end of the year. Where will you be when Christ comes back? I know for me, I'm going to be steadfast, anticipating and waiting for the return of my Lord and Savior. Or if I go because somebody took me out with some peroxide, I'm all right. Celebrate it. You celebrate it like those women did when they went up to that tomb. And Jesus' body wasn't in that tomb. You celebrate it. I want to celebrate you like that, too. That, that, man, I think that Joe Biggs, good night. He let me shave his beard one time. He got hooked by a bull one time. Boy, that dude was on fire for God one Boy, I'll tell you what, they didn't like Joe sometimes, but boy, that Joe, he never moved he never moved. He was always at church. He was always praying. He was always supporting. He always had his Bible. That Joe Biggs boy, he was steadfast, wasn't he? He put the little plastic thing on his cowboy hat, which is uncowboy, by the way. I'm just running that down for you, brother. I know you're trying to save it. I'm going to remember that when you die. You put that little ring around. Pass that on to me, and I might wear it. He had the crazy suits, the ugly sweaters, drove Miss Biggs insane. But he was steadfast. He was faithful. He was a friend. He was a brother. He was a follower. And I will not be lying. What will they say about you? The same thing. Say that with me, the same thing. Say that with me, the same thing. Amber, say that with me, the same thing. This is your new life. This is your walk with Christ. You're coming. You're committed. This is your year. You're steadfast. Nothing is going to take you away from Christ. Scott, that's what they're going to say about you, ain't they? are they going to say that about you? That you're steadfast, that you're strong, that you're dependable? that your family can count on you, that your Lord can count on you. Are they going to say that about you, Scott? Have you made your mind up right now that they're going to say that about you? Yeah, it's not always easy. It's not always easy, Carmen, is it? You're a single mama. you going to keep your kids in church, come hell or high war. Are you going to fight the devil? Are you going to keep him out of your house, keep him away from your children? Are they going to say that you were steadfast, unmovable, unshakable? Where's the warrior inside of you? Put on the full armor of God in 2016 and let's tackle the enemy and let's do it together. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you all for being here. Let's pray together. Father, until that day comes, let us push forward this year, sharing you with others, following you, Lord, passively in every aspect of our life. You will rule, Lord. Father, hear us today as we focus on you, your presence in our daily life. Father, help us to look for ways that are working for you and for your honor and your glory. Father, we pray that these members here, these people here, these brothers and sisters here work together to be a blessing to all those that we encounter this year. Lord, help us to get through those pressing times, those trying signs. Listen to me, Cowboy Church. We are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. Every head bowed and every eye closed. We are hunted down, but we are never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. In Jesus' name, we expect you this year. We love you, Lord. Thank you for our time together. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Somebody give God a praise. Amen. Give God a praise. Put your hands together. Hallelujah.